I welcome to another episode of Hash to Find Your Own Podcast. I'm your host, the undead Ronald Sosa. So, yeah, the intro is cheesy, but to be honest, it was either going to be that or me go the extra mile of putting sound effects of zombies trying to break into the lab and me trying to survive. And But in all honesty, though, that, yeah, I, there's just no way I'm going to be able to do that in, su- in such a short amount of time. Although I say that, I actually I actually have been planning to do a Halloween special uh, for the last two weeks or so, and it was just trying to come up with what I'm actually going to talk about that was the hardest part, really, or at least I felt it was the hardest part. In all honesty, though, I only really just made my mind up as to what I'm going to be talking to you about in this episode, and hopefully keep it into the Halloween special. Now, to start with, I want to talk to you about is that uh, as I was trying to search for things to talk about, uh, I figured, you know what, I'll just go and, I, you know, I wish I hadn't, but I, I'll just go online and see what kind of patterns uh, were created during the, well, during the 31st of October. And although I didn't really get as far as actually searching for that, maybe that would be next year's, maybe, I don't know. Because, to be honest, like, I basically searched uh, digital scary, like those two queries, just to kind of see what it comes up with. And although I didn't get what I wanted, um, you know, some sort of pattern with those two keywords actually embedded within those uh, patterns or within that document. But what I did find was something far, far scarier, a pattern where the title is interactive toy. Now, the title doesn't really mean much. It is the description of the pattern that scared the hell out of me. And that is because I, you know, I'll be upfront. You know what? You know. I'm not going to skip ahead. I'm actually going to try and read out the pattern if if I can. I mean, I'll try and uh, actually go into and kind of give you a bit more description because, yeah, I feel it's going to to affect a lot of people out there. And although I don't know how much power this particular pattern has or whether I'm I'm even reading this correctly, in fact, what I'll do is I'll make sure that I'll uh, link this pattern onto the podcast or into the description show notes so you can have a read yourself and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping somebody else reads and going, you know what, Ronald, you're an idiot. You misread. This nothing to do with what you're on about. But the reason why I find it scary is because I feel it's going to affect uh, the kind of robots that I've been wanting to put together. Because in, in some sense, uh, this pretty much kind of eats up on that side of things. And okay, so the title says interactive toy. And that seems to suggest that, yes, this is for some sort of toy and you know, to be honest, I was looking for something toy-related when I was searching for patterns, so I figured it's not too bad. But basically, the invention says, the invention provides a toy which comp- uh, comprises the following steps. Processor and a processor-coupled memory. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's quite a lot of hardware out there. By using the output of the processor coupled, as well as a device for establishing network connection for at least one other such toy. And the processor includes... Uh, sorry... The, uh, the processor includes is provided by controlling the network connection of each toy device for output. In addition, the control device is, tramit- is transmitting the instruction to control in the network connection is established uh, a network connected to the polarity, uh, sorry, plurality of outputs of each of the toys. Um, okay, so that was very vague abstract, and basically that's saying that there are patterning a well, they're creating a pattern for toys. They are connected together by a network, and those toys have processors and coupled memory. 
I'm, I'm going to assume what they mean by coupled, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot more to that. But I'm guessing what they mean by that is a processor with an external memory. They don't mean my controller, but I'm here picturing uh, Raspberry Pi. Two Raspberry Pis connected by Wi-Fi, talking to each other. Okay. Now, the fact that they're saying that this is going to be a toy seems to suggest that unless those two devices are, are, are sort of toy, doesn't infringe in this abstract. And the claim goes into a lot more detail than that. Uh, and to be honest, I could be going through here and explaining everything, but it kind of goes through a lot. Like, for example, how you uh, ID the devices, how the messages are set up. Uh, it even goes far as talking about the, the transmitting and receiving. I'll be upfront. To me, this is going to affect swarm robots. Now, I'm I'm sure I'm wrong on this. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. And I'm hoping that uh, if anybody out there fancy having a read and going into more details with this, um, to just tweet me. And I'm happy to do another episode to kind of um, to correct myself if that's the case. Uh, even if it means pulling this episode if I have to. But, I, you know, I want somebody out there to have a look at it because, you know what? I feel like I need to read more on this uh, because this is really, to me, it scares the hell out of me. Because the fact is, I, you know, I love robots and there's, there's a good, I reckon there's going to be a good market in the future for selling interactive robots. Robots that are actually interact with each other. Swarm robots, even though that's, they're still in the research stages, you can consider them to be like this. And there was a um, a project, I'd, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the in any of the podcasts, I'm sure I did, I, I forget. But there was a project that I worked on, uh, which was, according to my friends, it was my idea, but I, I don't remember actually coming up with the idea. Uh, it's one of those things, though, like ideas that are like a million to one. You can come up with plenty of them. If you come up with too many of them, you kind of forget, you know, if you come up with any in the first place. But to be honest, it was just an idea, though, of us kind of working on this little SOM robot project, which was meant to be a game system. And the idea is that we've got this whiteboard, um, and then we have a projector projecting down, and we have a camera, and the idea is that you can use the whiteboard to draw your map of the of the uh, of the well, whatever um, interactive environment you want to have, and then you basically create lots of little robots all talking to each other by infrared. And although at the time we set it up so that everything talks back to the computer and the computer sends messages back, but the idea is that you'd be able to control those robots by uh, external controllers. Uh, but they should be able to talk to each other and stuff like that. But even though we never got as far as actually getting to talk to each other, we got as far as um, actually creating a game out of it uh, with a camera actually uh, recognizing where all the robots are located, the directions. Um, and basically, that's you know it's not far removed from a swarm robot system because you just need to go one extra step and actually program the logic to allow them to interact with each other. And the fact that they already had a connection between them, in this case it was IR, uh, infrared, um, eventually we were thinking of just moving on for something more reliable than the actual connection we had. So it would have been something like, I don't know, whether it was RF, Bluetooth, I don't know, I know they still RF, but like, you know, box standard, simple uh, FM or, or PM modulation with the cheap modules you can buy or going as far as something like something more expensive like XPs or Bluetooth modules or whatever you want to come up with. But what worries me is that, yeah, that isn't too far removed from what this pattern is on about. And if it was, if we had gone as far as actually deciding to take this further on and maybe make a market out of it or anything like that, would we, have we been worried about this? Would this have been an issue to us eventually? Could they have, because the fact that they've got a pattern for it now, and God knows how long um, they've been in the works to try and create this pattern. I mean, when, when did it get published? It got applied on 2008 and published in 2010. 
I think it was around that period as well when we were creating a, a little set of robots. But that, to be honest, that a processor with attached memory, like that's a Raspberry Pi. You know what I mean? Or you can you get yourself one of those um, ARM calls that you can have an external memory or an external RAM. But, but, but what the hell? Come on. You're pretty much saying that anybody creating, um, you know, uh, controllers out there, I mean, does, does coupled memory count as, um, uh, does coupled memory count as, uh, as well, internal memory built in, like a, uh, like a single patch, uh, package? My controller, even though they're explicitly saying processor, because you know that's really what the whole point of my controller is—the fact that it's got everything all built in. Uh, although, you, like as I, as I mentioned, that you can get some controllers that have external memory. Would that class as processors? Uh, I, I don't know. This annoys me. It really does. And I, what annoys me is the fact that I wasn't looking for this sort of stuff. I was just looking for patterns for projects. There are people created in Halloween that I might find interesting to talk about here. And I was literally just going to get like the top 10, go through and talk about it and maybe spark anybody's interest out there about, oh, look at that. And I think it's kind of a healthy thing, really, if you want to kind of see what's going what's going on out there, because there's a lot of stuff that don't get introduced into the consumer realm or into the um, or any of the other industry. They're just doing in the research or maybe they're just being patented and they're still in the process of actually going far. But I, I do feel like patterns are a really great way for us to learn what's happening in other fields outside our own. And although it's kind of, a, I feel like it's a little bit uh, weird because you're kind of seeing what other people are creating before they're actually releasing in some cases. And so, you know, you know use co- your, your common, your common, uh, common sense or common, oh, use your conscience, I guess you can say. Uh, as to what you do with information, but I find that, you know, if I want to find out what's going on in, the, uh, in say, um, I'm trying to think of, of, of a field that I don't know much about, in the nuclear uh, industry, then it would be nice to kind of search and see what what kind of patterns have been created and why they created this pattern in the first place, or are they just being, just companies being randomly creating patterns for the sake of having something that may or may not be created in the future, but anyway, this kind of annoyed me, because it, you know what? I kind of feel like I'm complaining for no reason because there's plenty of people out there complaining. Oh, there's plenty of people out there who pointed out that, you know, patterns are pointless and, you know, they're, they're, they're just being created just for the sake of screwing out the system and they need to be as general as possible to actually make them effective. But this kind of annoys me that the fact that I can take a Raspberry Pi, it's, I can take the newest Raspberry Pi that has built-in uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and get two of them to talk to each other and play together as a toy. Uh, yeah, I just breached this, well, to me, it seems like I breached the, uh, some, if not all, the pattern. I mean, is that how it works? If you breach some of the patterns, can they take it to court for that? I'm certain that, no, I, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't make sense if you change it slightly. If, well, the thing is, though, there, what is the claim? The claim is a lot more than just that, isn't it? It's also the, uh, the information that's sent between them. What is that? Uh, to, to, for the number of control messages to uh, reproduction devices for counting, thereby, yeah, they even gone as far talking about the different messages and stuff that they, they can send to it. So to me, okay, I'll take it. Let me take a step back. The pattern describes all the things the system can work, and if someone affects any aspect of the pattern, surely they can take it to court for that. Or otherwise, you can just well, to be honest, there's a lot of people out there who t- tweak slightly. Well, to be honest, no, I'll take it back. You know what? 
I'm still in order this because this will affect, I reckon it will affect any decent toys out there who are, or which are based on robots that have been moved, uh, moved across. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I'm going on about this way too long. This is way too annoying, really. Yeah. I'll, I mean, the inventors, I mean, I'm not even going to bother saying their names. I'll, I'll, I'll just post it out there and let you guys read through it. I just, I don't know. The abstract was, I, I read the abstract and that annoyed me. And then I read uh, most of the claim and then I got to as far as the bit that, about the message. And at that point, I just kind of took, took a step back and went, you know what? No, if I read any more of this, I'm just going to uh, lose my cool for the day. But to be honest, this is kind of like the reason why I just decided to just to go for it. But I mean, they even mentioned things like a toy includes processor would process a couple of memory. They keep making that point. It's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, why? I'm going to claim... Uh, this, I'm glad I'm not a patent lawyer. I, this is... Oh, God, no. This is too much for anybody to kind of deal with. Uh, portion, dispensing, expressing. Yeah, I can't believe they even gone as far as... De- they're going through the detail on, on the messages being sent to them from. Is that enough? Can I take a processor with a couple of memory and just don't bother implementing their 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 message their the setup they have for messaging between devices uh what's this oh why did they mention usb dongle for uh usb dongle communication protector according to the further aspect invent provides between at least one toy computer device what they even going as far as talking about computer oh come on they they even brought they, I, uh, this is preferably an interface such as contact surfaces What's going on here? It's like you're describing a computer in a toy environment. Uh, the communication port is USB communication port. Probably the network is wireless. Uh, preferably, sorry, not probably. Eh, I doubt I see the word probably in, in the pattern of this. Preferably um, the network is wireless in accordance with further aspect of the invention. A system includes at least one toy and at least one computer. What? So, okay, I wish I had read further down before I, ch- you, you know, this is what happens. I, I read the abstract, I got annoyed, I pressed record, and I'm reading it as I'm talking to you, uh, to this microphone. And I, I do need to kind of stop, stop talking about this in a second, actually focus on other bits of the podcast Halloween related. Because right now, I just feel like I'm just complaining. Okay, I apologize. 14 minutes, I am complaining, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so that project I, I described earlier about the, um, the robots connected to the computer. That to me seems to suggest that that itself is breaking their um, their pattern. But I created that way before they uh, they created this pattern. Should I be worried about that? I mean, that said though, that project is kind of long gone anyway. That even the source the source files aren't in, around. What? Why are you mentioning uh, the? You know what? Uh, I, I, this is the thing that I said at the beginning. The more I read about this, the more I read into it, the more annoyed I am. Uh, they're mentioning Zigbee protocol. Uh, preferably the network control using Zigbee. Really? You know what? It's, am I able to find out the people who created this? I mean, let's have a look. The authors. The funny thing is, though, I searched for the word digital scary, and it's definitely what I got. It was scary. This is definitely a Halloween scare for me. So, inventors, can I find out the company that this was created for? I mean, I can see a logo. I'm guessing that's the company logo. The thing is, to be honest, though, this is the... What's this? This is the USPTO.gov. So, Global Patent Search Network, the United States Patent and Trademark Office, an agency for the Department of Commerce, and... 
I just want to see which company. Can I actually look at this? You want to just give me a glimpse of it. This 126 pages is in a text I don't recognize. Uh, well, I'm not going to be able to read that. Presumably it's been translated to other languages, maybe? You would assume so, wouldn't you? Now, I'm not going to click 126 times just to see if I can find uh, any references to the company. I mean, I can see the logo from the first page, which is really annoying. If I can just find out what the company is, I can find, I can see if they actually created something that's related. In which case, this might actually make me feel a little better knowing this actually being created rather than just being patented for the sake of being patented. Because that, to me, would be how I lose sleep. If it turns out this was just a patent for the sake of suing other people. Um, but let's have a look. What is this logo? I've, not, I've never seen this logo before. I mean, I put it up. I pulled up the link for the pattern. See if anybody else uh, recognizes it. But this has been done 2010, 06, 11. Any references to... No. No hope. Can I search for them to the message? I mean, it, it's clearly been uh, translated, but... Disclosure, digital. It's kind of nice that this has highlighted the keyword that I searched, which in this case was digital, but I can't find where the scary came from. Uh, mode for invention, embodiment of graph. Oh, I'm not going to read that now. I'll be here forever if you're actually listening to read through this. I mean, to be honest, I do apologize. In fact, I'm just, I've, I've kind of been banging on this for so long now. Although I must say, though, I'm... I'm kind of happy that I'm actually able to actually do this in real time, to be honest, because this is kind of frustrating. I'm sure you're all, I'm sure some, some of you may have the same issue as well. Ah, oh, don't tell me, you've also talked about the code in C code. Okay, creating instructions C code. Dictionary generated engine. Oh, that's interesting. But I might actually read a bit more about that. So look, XML. Ah, oh, okay, you clearly... Sopas uh, in S-O-A-P, apologize if, I miss, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Other PC or laptop on operating client application. Isn't this just, uh, I feel like someone's, uh, you know. But they're obviously making references to the protocol, that you, of, of the, inf the kind of information you can send between devices like Wi-Fi. I feel like they've not actually said that anywhere. I'm sure they have just skipping way too much on the text but i'm finding it interesting that they're actually making references to um to how they're going to set it up like the kind of message they're going to be sending between them but firmware is located in the memory of the toy processor and each time when the when the change or the updating subject uh, to the only downloading subject instruction sets and audio file once the translation instruction oh my god i can't believe they actually went as far as talking about that as well but you know oh why did they use the word happy? That's interesting. Maps. Oh my god. I definitely think uh, you all will actually gain from actually reading from this. This is uh, so way too interesting for my liking anyway. Oh, there we go. Oh, digital, digital. Where's the word scary? That's what I wanted to see. I searched for the word scary. I want to see... Uh, and they talk about the batteries. Yeah, this is scary. This It really is. I mean, it, I might not find the word scary, but this is kind of frightening the fact that they're making exact references to things like what kind of batteries they're using potential batteries and they're just covering i feel like they're covering their ass here they're, they're going they're going lithium nikon uh uh nicadamine uh, they 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 also use double a's triple a's um and the voltage levels or the voltage types 1.2 volts lithium 
3.7 oh my okay yeah so they're definitely we're going way too much on this you know what you know i got uh, there we go finally found the word scary in this pattern and what on earth is a mixture of all this oh man this is just random references it just basically the, the word scary i found the next to scary yellow is that a type of color oh phrase phrase three uh, big black scary yellow oh that's actually wow are they actually putting the phrases that they want the toy to say so here's the question if they specified so much of how the, the the item works, does that mean if I were to change slightly something that they haven't actually talked about in this pattern, does that mean that that item is no longer within their pattern? Yeah, Scary Yellow comes back again. Running around. What's that? Scorpion, normal switch. Wow, okay. I'm going to stop now. I've, I've had enough. That's 20 minutes of my life and your life that uh, I don't want to be going through anymore. But anyway, that's fine. But apart from that, I am actually finding it kind of interesting all the, all the pattern searches you can find in here. I was hoping to search for, I was hoping that the, that the filter can be set up so that you can actually search for the 31st of October. So you only see patterns that were published on those days. Not that they will make any difference whether they're actually going to be published for Halloween on those days. But at least just to see if any of those patterns have been published on those interesting days. Um, I don't know, just out of curiosity, did someone actually get anything out of that? But... So compressing code, uh, user interface for financial advisor system. Why would anybody need to pattern that? Describe user interface for financial advisor system according. This is what I mean. Like the patterns are a really good way for you to see what other industries are doing to kind of expose yourself to other stuff. Because if you, if you ever wanted to kind of figure out or you wanted to get into a new industry, um, you, you, you're, well, I've been in that situation where I've always wanted to kind of, oh, how do I get into web development? How do I get into uh, HTML development? Well, not HTML, front-end development. How do I get into user interface or user testing kind of stuff? I know those in industries are more, well, they're easier to find out, find out more about those sort of stuff on the internet that you are, than you are to, say, finding out information about the nuclear industry or finding out more about the, say, um, well, you know, people have to sign firefighting equipment, you know, that kind of industry, what's, what's, you know, what's happening in there, what sort of um, um, improvements have been done on that. Okay, this is, uh, so this, so again, what I searched for was um, digital scary. And what's kind of funny, this uh, user interface with financial advisor system, the word scary has been highlighted in UI360 attempts to assist the user in the amount. And maybe, hang on. UI360 attempts to assist the, uh, the user in the amount and maybe a scary domain selection correct financial product to meet their required or uh, her associate. Why did I have to put the word her? Required for slash her associated therewith uh, decision. That's interesting. They just put the word her right next to it. Where's the... Uh... Oh, and there's the detail now. Detail prediction. Digital icon group 750. Hang on. Are you trying to say that people... Okay, you know what? I am going to stop. I know you... According to the abstract UI 360, to assist the user in the amount and maybe a scary domain selection correct financial product to meet the required her associated therewith decision of financial product. Yep, that makes sense. Perfect sense. 
So for those who understood that, please let me know what that meant. I don't, the thing is, uh, as you probably already guessed, my English is not my first language. Uh, in fact, Spanish is my first language, uh, but I've not done that in a long time. I was like, yeah, I was 10 years old when I moved to the UK. And so my Spanish is bad. I mean, when I mean bad, I, I, it's like if someone who's fluent in Spanish was to listen to me speak Spanish, they may think I'm some sort of farmer in some obscure part of Venezuela or, or maybe even somewhere in Spain. I'm going to stop reading patterns here because that's not what I wanted this episode to be about. I want to talk about, really, I want to talk about projects that might have been interesting uh, to do in Halloween. And to be honest, though, I kind of ran out of time to try and go through some of the projects that I've done in the past to kind of collate the information to talk about it in today's episode. So instead, I want to talk to you about getting the motivation to do work in projects because unfortunately, that is exactly the issue I was facing with when I was trying to come up with a project to do for Halloween. And I don't know if I'm sure there's plenty of you out there who have had the same issue uh, when starting a new project, and that's finding the motivation. You've got the inspiration, you've got the uh, uh, the idea of what you want to create, and you know what you want to do, and you're looking forward to it, and you want to get on with it. And then you kind of find it that actually, yeah, I really can't be asked to do it anymore. And the thing is, to be honest, like the issue I have, and I'm not blaming this on my daughter because you know she's newborn and everything else, because uh, you know. It, my focus, and I'll be, up, I'll be up front, my focus is her and making sure my business is wrong to make sure that I can provide back to my family. And so any secondary projects tend to just be put to one side because, you know, what's, what is it worth me doing on that? But the thing is, though, that the nice thing about projects, I mean, this is something I sort of tell people quite often, but working on projects is a good thing. It, it keeps you sane now. And, and I don't mean that working on projects is everybody's thing and everybody should be working on projects to be, to be kept sane. I don't, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if, if you enjoy working on projects, then you want, then you need to work on projects to keep yourself sane because that's the thing you want to do. Um, I don't think I did that. I, I did justice explaining that. So I guess the way to say it is like this. So if you're the kind of person who likes to make things and do things, um, whether, and I'll, I'll be abstract with this. Uh, sorry, not abstract. I'll be general with this. Say you're the kind of person who enjoys going for walks, uh, whether it's on the countryside or going to other parts of the world to try and explore and sort of stuff. If you enjoy doing that, right, and that brings you joy, if you suddenly have to stop doing that sort of stuff, then you do want to try and make sure that you find some free time to do that because otherwise you may actually be affecting both your happiness and, and I'll be upfront. In some cases, I, I, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but your mental state is your health. If you're not happy, if for some reason something's making you, if bringing you down, it will have an impact on your health. I, I may not necessarily be something that will show straight away, but it might be something as simple as actually affect on the kind of food decisions that you make, or it might be the kind of, uh, it might affect the kind of things you might, or actually it might even affect uh, the kind of places you might want to go walk. Uh, for example, if you're not in the mood to go out, you know, drive 200 miles to the nearest um, countryside that you've not explored yet, kind of thing that you might not necessarily, I'm not even sure why I'm using uh, walk here as an example. It's not something that, that I actually actively do. But going back to projects idea kind of thing. So working on projects, I mean, I've always worked in projects even before I had my daughter, even before starting my business. It was something that I always did. I have long lines of project, long list of projects that I've not even bothered documenting on my website, mostly because the thing I was mentioning about writing, it's, it takes a lot of effort to make sure that I get it done right because I'm very, very conscious about of it. Um, and so 
it you know it, it, it demotivates you and it's it's hard to kind of get something started and so and so the whole thing with me is like I now I'm now in a state and this is something that if you're thinking of doing contract work it is definitely worth uh, keeping in mind it is you know it you're doing contract work you're constantly thinking okay should I really be working on this side project because I can just be working on a client's work right now and actually earn money and you know that actually de- and I'll be upfront that to me does de- demotivate me from working on side projects that aren't related to both work or client related projects and, and I'm saying that but the way I mean I'm sure it's different for different people and some I've met people out there who don't need any type of motivation they're always willing and wanting to do and always working towards how to do stuff and and I'll be upfront. I'm I'm one of those who is an early riser, early sleeper, and you know always wants to make the most of the day. You know, as soon as the daylight's out there. But you know, having that um, you know, hover over your head, kind of thinking, should I be working on this project? Because then I could just be working on this and actually earn something that would it will actually bring something to the table, which means I can actually spend that resource, that time, that money, or that earn earning on my actual family to actually do something for them, and. Although, don't get me wrong, this is not meant to be like a, you know, you got to do the right thing kind of thing. But I feel like that actually does affect um, the decision of the kind of project you want, you want to work on. So what I was going to say, well, the point I'm trying to get at is that you have to be careful when you're having that train of thought. Because if you're not actually working on projects that make you happy or projects that, that are pointless, but they're actually fun and they, they bring joy to you, then... And there's some other reasons why you should do this in the first place. But then you're, the point is, you're, if you don't, if you're not doing them, you may actually be affecting both your mental state as well as your health. And I'll be upfront: um, working for yourself, it's very hard for you to be justifying. Um, well, I say that it's actually a lot easier for a contractor to take a day off to work on something that may or may not bring anything back. But I'm gonna say, I'm, I'll be up there. I'll be upfront: you should. If you're a contractor, you should be allocating some time during the year. I'm saying the year just to be kind of general here, but you should be allocating some time to work on side projects, both to uh, add to your skills and to hone on your skills. Because even though the kind of contract work that you would be that you will be seeing day to day or you know, from client to client can vary, and that will add to the kind of skills that you can you can add to your you know to add to your belt kind of thing. Um, but doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the kind of skills that you want to be working on in the future. Uh, for example, I'm an embedded engineer. That's my, well, I, I'm, I'm a robotic engineer, but the main skills that I have, my home skills is embedded design. So hardware embedded or embedded hardware, embedded software. Um, and I can do that on the fly. I can do that very well. I, I can meet whatever standards that you want me to do. I have no issues with that. Um, but the problem is that that's fine, but that, that, that won't suit every client that might come your way. For example, me being a robotic engineer, I have been exposed to mechanical designs. And if I focus too much on the firmware, I will run the risk of not, I don't even know why I even got to this part of the conversation, but you, I will run the risk of not having uh, a, a, a um, well, a honed skill on the mechanical side. I'll run the risk of not improving on that side of the skills and then when it comes to an actual working on a new client that they might require something you don't know you might struggle or you might not be able to meet it on time or you might even in some cases actually underestimate the time you've you've um, you put down for that so it's one of those things that you really ought to be doing and the reason why i'm bringing this up is I, I, going back to the reason why i brought this up is the halloween thing i every year i do this thing where i sit down and say actually this year i'm going to put something for halloween i'm gonna automate something for the sake of automating i'm gonna do something fun for halloween because you know, like 
you know, a lot of people do um, Christmas related um, uh, hacks and makes and that sort of stuff. And they do Halloween as well and they do birthday ones. And, and you know, and like I said, there's like a million ideas that come out of that come, come out of me and other people. And it's just a matter of trying to kind of um, come up with something that you want to do. But the thing is, it's finding the motivation to do that and finding the time to do that. And I have the time. I, I've, I've, my daughter is at a stage now where um, she's, you know, she's in a routine. It's easy to kind of uh, to deal with. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't be any a, a, any better. But it's finding the motivation actually doing something that doesn't require me to feel guilty. And that, I think that's the, the issue I have: feeling guilty uh, of working on it because knowing that that actually doesn't add back to the family or add anything to what you know my daughter can gain from the future and partner or anything like that. So it's kind of harder to kind of take on new projects that, uh, say, uh, families and friends want me to take on or anything like that. Which, incidentally, it's actually kind of an interesting thing, though, working on side projects. Because uh, recently I read uh, a tweet that Chris Gamble sent out. He's saying that he's going to be, be doing pro bono, um, or he's going to be working at least on some projects for free, or at least, I think he said, I'm like five hours per week, wizard. Which, to me, I think, uh, to me, that seems like a lot of time you could be spending on a project for anybody else but then he made a point in the post which is i think uh the kind of what i was trying to kind of get out there as well is that should hopefully give him exposure to different type of projects he may not necessarily be exposed to which should help as he said quite rightly on his post should help him improve on skills that he may not have worked on as much as before or he feel like he's feeling falling falling back on or even exposing him on new projects that he may not necessarily have kind of been been exposed to if he, he if he had gone and worked on it himself. For example, he he mentioned that um that he's been using Fusion 360. So it sounds like he he does want to actually also um get involved with mechanical project. Which to be honest, if anybody has an open project out there that um that are willing to kind of put it out there and have mechanical mechanical work, then you know five hours for free. If he's happy to join in there, that you know makes sense. And I would say the same thing to you. If you're in, in if you're getting into contract work, then you should try and have a plan for the uh, for the project you want to work on, and you shouldn't feel guilty. I mean, for myself, I'm you know I'm having to kind of constantly think about uh, or outweigh the cost of you know how much time can I spend on this project and how much time can I be spending on that. You could argue though that obviously your free time is your free time. So when you finish your work, you know if you're working a nine to five job, for example, when you finish a five, then you should be working on your project. And so therefore, if you are working on contract work, if you're a contractor. You should work by the same rules, and I'll be upfront. In you know, I've had I've been told that so many times that you should be switching off after X amount of time. You know, after if you work this many hours a day, you should go home and switch off. And I'll be upfront as a contractor, if you switch off that easy, uh, and you're and you're having issues with your business, if you're finding that your business uh, isn't as successful. And then you might want to consider why you're able to switch off so easily, and is that a good thing? Because I'm I'm yet to find a contractor, uh, you know, at least this might just be the people that I've been exposed with, but I'm yet to to meet another contractor who who have been very easily able to switch off after their time is up for the day, because you are the person driving that business, and unfortunately, when you're working for a salary job, you can go home at five, and people can expect you to. To finish off and switch off but then there's always somebody else within the business who have to take on the slack or there's always, there always somebody else who has to deal with the potential issues that may come up outside the work hours like for example i mean 
it may not, it's not necessarily the same issue for larger corporations, for example, where uh, other people assume, okay, like, for example, if you, if you have issues, I'm trying to come up with a, a good business that might be the case. If you, I guess it's down to, it's down to the services they provide, to be honest. Um, I mean, most companies, you're, larger companies, you aren't expecting to call up after five o'clock and actually get through to somebody. Where with a smaller with a smaller contractor, you know, one man band, it's usually a mobile phone, and usually the sort of stuff that they're working on means that they have to provide that, at, you know, that you know on on job by job basis response. Um, and if it means that someone's going to call you in the middle of midnight because some sort of web server taking data log of the data that you've had going on has gone down, then you have to you know get on with it. And unfortunately, that basically means that more often than none, contractors, at least a one man band contractor can't really just switch off ideally you want to grow your business to the point where you can offload some of those issues to somebody else so therefore let them not have to sleep at night in the middle of the night if there's an issue but or find some other services to kind of help you out with that but you know it's harder for somebody to switch off and i don't i can't believe i went off into that topic off in a tangent there um, the point is though that i was trying to find motivation to work on this project and i had this brilliant idea I, okay i said brilliant but it may not necessarily be a burden for somebody else, but I wanted to have an interactive. Um, well, I wanted to have an interactive um, pumpkin, so you can you know how a lot of people tend to kind of cover our faces and stuff like that. I wanted mine to be a bit, a little bit more scarier. I wanted mine to be able to spit out fog uh, as people come in, and just get it to start shouting out whatever it is that you want to shout out. In this case, will be things like get out of the front yard or. Okay, probably not the best idea I've come out with, but the point is I wanted to try that out, see how it goes, and, and I figured it would be kind of fun to play with with a miniature fog machine, especially now that there are so many e-cigarettes uh, equipment out there that should kind of allow for very easily implementing water vapored um, fog coming out of the pumpkin. Although I don't know if it's going to be enough to flood the front yard, or that might be like a really bad idea. But anyway, so I, I, the point is I. The closer they got to Halloween, the more I felt like, oh, but, you know, if I want to work on this, it might actually take me more than just a day's worth of work. Oh, I may need to actually do this. Oh, but then I need these resources. And it got to a point where I just kind of went, yeah, I don't really want to spend 10, 20 hours working on this when I could just be working on, I don't know, some other client project where I can be calling up some client or I could be spending time with the family. I, yeah, you know, that's, that's the sort of stuff. But the, 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 the point is that even though that was the issue I was having, I would definitely, I mean, it's something that I am constantly striving to make sure that I do a good mixture of. And although, even though the guilt's still there, I still force myself to make sure I work on other projects that aren't related or aren't guaranteed to bring anything back in, but it's something that kind of contributes. And one such, I mean, just to kind of put it out to, to kind of make sure people are aware that I'm not just cutting out every, every little side project since I started the business, but there are plenty of projects that I am actually working on. Um, that aren't going to bring anything back to the business and I'm just doing for the sake that it might actually be useful for other people. Uh, for example, the um, some of the contribution, which was uh, going back uh, a year or two ago, or at least just before the version 4 of Kaka came out, I did like a minor contribution for the bill of material, put it back in there, so I actually spent time on that. You know, it's not something that I needed to do. There were ways to go around the, the, the things that I could have done, but... I wanted a way to, well, I wanted the bill of material output for the XML to be better uh, or to at least have the extra information that I needed. And even though there were other ways to go around it, I could have written some sort of script in Node.js to read the K 
CACAD um, uh, <clears throat> schematic files and actually extract the information, I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it properly. I get it so that it's actually part of the uh, CACAD project so that it gets uh, given to other people so that others can have the same benefit Then there was that. And then there was the uh, CACAD Build of Material Library that I actually created on Node.js, which read the XML file that you can generate with CACAD so that you can customize whatever build material you wanted. And there was something that, again, I didn't need to go as far as actually creating that, but I figured if I can do that, I can put it out there for other people to work on. And then the other project, which is the recent one that I'm working on, uh, is the uh, micro-robot, which I mentioned in the previous video, uh, video podcast, because you can't really see me right now, no, unless you're actually watching this on the, on the YouTube channel, which incidentally, you can see that when I post this. But the micro-robot, um, again, that's something I'm just putting together um, you know, on the spare time that I have within, you know, after hours or whatever it is, in the hope that, yeah, other people might find it useful and it's kind of fun, but, you know, that allows me to hone some of the skills that, are, that I've not been able to hone for quite a while. I, not so much in the electronics uh, in this case, but it's more so in the other techniques such as the image processing and the neural network stuff and machine learning stuff that I've not done in a long time. I'm trying to kind of get back into that, although arguably, it would have been just easier just to get a webcam and computer, but then that wouldn't really wouldn't really be more robotic related project. It would be more just ah, here we go. Here's a webcam. Hook it up to the computer or Raspberry Pi. We're good to go. But no, but I wanted to. Why am I even justifying this? It's it's, it's a side project. You know, you don't have to justify every little side project people do. Really, do you? It's no longer fun if you have to justify it. But yeah, the the point is like a little small robot platform that I can just play around with and experiment with different various image processing. It's all standalone and then eventually it will become a bit more computer power and eventually I'll connect a second robot to that wirelessly. Oh, no, I can't because it's been patented. Ah, you know what? What a stupid project. I'm going to have to cancel that now, you know, because somebody out there decided to patent something. Oh, no, I can put it out there because it's not going to be a toy. In fact, if I... Mm, if I wasn't to sell it, if I was to, you know, if I ever got as far as creating it and decide to sell it for whatever reason and, you know, and have multiple of them talking to each other, could I sell it not as a toy, even though it's intended for people to play with it? Could I sell it as a house tool? Yeah, no, that's stupid. Can I sell it as a equipment household? Ah, there was a, you know what, I put it out there. If anybody's got a better idea of what it can be sold as to avoid this whole toy title, maybe that's that's all I need to do, avoid the fact that it's no longer a toy, it's more of an interactive uh, learning tool. That's it. Even though that's technically what I wanted to do with my thing, set it up so that people can also learn from it. But yeah, that's what it'd be. It's a learning, it's, it's an interactive learning tool. And... Even though there's going to be multiple robots talking to each other through a coupled memory via Wi-Fi, it's still a learning tool. It's not a toy. And if your kids start playing with it, you should tell them, no, learn image processing instead. If you learn image processing, then the person who created doesn't get sued and doesn't end up losing his, um, his, his, his equipment. That's what it is. It's a learning tool. No, that is just stupid. Just, damn it, to be honest, Easiest thing to do is not even bother selling it. Just put it out there. People can go and do whatever they want with it. Uh, just don't call it a toy. That's all it is. Just don't call it a toy. So with that in mind, I am leaving you to it. And happy Halloween. I hope you get as frightened as I have about this pattern. And I hope you have as much sweet as you need to before you 
overdose on sugar, which you shouldn't. You are possibly an adult by this stage, in which case you can do whatever you want because you are an adult and you can decide to eat ice cream in the middle of midnight if you want to. Uh, or you can stay up and work on robots or you can do whatever you want because, you know, I'm not your parent and hopefully you get to have fun. For me, on the other hand, I'm just going to go and watch my favorite movie in my favorite time of the year. Uh, well, one of my favorite time of the year and that is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And the best thing about it is that I can watch it again at Christmas because it's also a Christmas movie. So that's it for me and that's my sort of day sorted out. If you enjoy this podcast, do not forget to subscribe that you know i would definitely appreciate that you can you can subscribe by your favorite podcast medium system that you want to use rss feed and so i've got the itunes you can also subscribe in youtube youtube is a brilliant place to go to because you know you can just hit subscribe and good to go uh, but please do feel free to leave feedback and if you read the pattern and you think that i'm wrong do let me know because you know i may lose some sleep maybe an hour's worth of sleep i don't know but to be honest i have plenty of lost sleep on the whole thing about this whole pattern thing so i'll leave it to us that uh so that said uh feel free to subscribe don't forget to do that i'll say it again and i am a youtube i'm in youtube no sorry not youtube i'm in twitter so you can find me over there both my company and myself uh, my username is optic worm and the company is hashtag all the new posts for the podcast come out there first and then they probably trickle through to the optic worm account through the magic fairies and that's it. And don't forget, if you're going to like that robot, don't forget it's not a toy. It is a learning system uh, or a learning tool. Well, it's going to be a learning machine, a learning computer, as Arnie would say. So that's it. See you later. And bye. bye.